is Find Your Dream Job, the podcast that helps you get hired, have the career you want, and make a difference in life. I'm your host, Mac Pritchard. I'm also the founder of MaxList. It's a job board in the Pacific Northwest that helps you find a fulfilling career. Every Wednesday, I talk to a different expert about the tools you need to find the work you want. Are you missing important events in your children's lives because of work? You can find a family-friendly job, says this week's guest. Here to talk about this is Lauren Bell. Lauren is a career strategist with Project Line Services. It's a staffing and consulting company, and she's passionate about inclusive hiring practices, parents re-entering the workforce, and remote work. She joins us today from Seattle, Washington. Lauren, let's jump right into it. Uh, what? Let's start with definitions. What does a family-friendly job look like? That's a really great question. And I really think that it it stems from the uniqueness that families have. It, it really depends. In, in my experience, a family-friendly workplace is what makes your work-life balance happen. So if you are able to understand what your dynamic is that you need uh, for your family, you know, maybe you are trying to take your kids to baseball practice after school, or you need to uh, be able to go to numerous doctor's appointments, uh, whatever works best for your family. That is what um, I think is important to know. And also what makes finding that job um, and and having a job that understands what your family needs are, um, a, f- a friendly workplace. And while we started with examples about children, uh, both you and I, I want to go back to your point about what family means to you, because it's not just parents who might be interested in a family-friendly job. It might be people who need to care, care for family members other than their children, too, isn't it, Lauren? Yes, I completely I completely agree with that. It is really becoming more and more um, that we need to look at caregivers overall and not just um, caregivers for children, but um, any kind of family member. I've had um, many, many consultants work with us that have ailing parents or um, in one instance, we had someone who had an aunt um, that needed to go to numerous doctor's appointments and so really needed that um, that job that could help accommodate their family, you know, whether it is children or extended um, extended family members that you need to care for. And, and that is something that is someone's responsibility and in in a way is a job from from your family perspective. So being able to um, you know broaden it to be more than just for kids, I think is important when we look at what organizations are really tailoring themselves to a family friendly culture and workplace. Well, let's talk about those organizations. What do you see family friendly employers do differently? I think it really stems back to having open communication about what the expectations of a job are and being able to be flexible and not have people be in, you know, a seat from eight, eight to five. Um, I think that um, with the future of work, we're seeing a lot of, of 
things change in terms of what people need in order to be successful. It's it's um, a lot more of what is what is happening in my life and my work, and not just one or the other. And so I think the the organizations that really are are doing the best job are are looking at a whole person and not just what they are at work and not just what they are at home, but um, what that combination is. And and everyone's a little bit unique. I, I really want to stress that there's not a one-size-fits-all um, approach to this. I think that it's important that um, you know an organization an organization has that flexibility and is willing to work with people. And and by doing that, they're going to get a benefit, which is getting the most out of that talented individual. Okay. Well, let's talk about specific policies that a family-friendly employer might offer. Can you give us an example? I, I know you touched on flexibility and not requiring someone to sit in a chair from eight to five, but Turn that, when you work with your clients, um, what are, give us one or two examples of specific policies that family-friendly employers adopt. Yes, I think that probably one of the most common would be a form of parental leave, um, or even in some states, um, just paid family leave. I think having that as an option is um, something that um, a family-friendly workplace would offer. I think, you know, in some cases, we maybe even take for granted even just paid um, personal or sick leave, um, you know, in certain roles um, or companies that isn't even necessarily always offered. And so that is something that um, I would say another policy um, would be something a company that is looking for family-friendly um employees would would offer. Um, I also see um, some more kind of, um, uh, I guess, more child-specific benefits in terms of um, some, some daycare um, spending options that you can um, pay into, kind of similar to like a little bit of an HSA plan. And then also, I think just, again, really honing in on um, the flexible work schedule. So having somebody who can, or a company that will allow for people to kind of design their, their, their day as long as they're getting their work done. So policies that managers can even put into place around, um, you know, someone's work day um, or, you know, flexibility around that work day um, is, is something else that I've seen. Lauren, can you share an example of, uh, of a client you've worked with who has that kind of flexible schedule? What does it look like? And what, what might a typical day or week look like for that person? Yeah. So what I would say that specifically at Project Line, we have of uh, a lot of different consultants that are working on site with clients. And depending on the role, uh, there is a lot of variation. Um, I would say that one example that really comes to mind is uh, we have a consultant who um, he coaches our uh, or his son's uh, baseball team. Um, and so he ha- has an agreement with his um, his client. He you know works regularly with um, and and makes a, a plan to be able to leave um, you know a little bit early that day of the 
the day that need, he needs to be doing the coaching. Um, and he will make up that time, uh, at, you know, to make up the work at a different time or get his work done early. Um, but he will block that um, that time off of his calendar. So people know not to schedule uh, meetings. Um, and he feels um, the um, autonomy and the um, the trust to be able to do that without worrying that somebody thinks he's not getting his job done. And I think that's another piece that um, is important. There has to be a lot of trust in the relationship and that comes both ways. The employer um, at the company needs to be able to trust that you're going to get your work done. And then you also need to be able to trust that the employer will um, support you to, um, to let you do that. You've shared examples of different policies, uh, HSA accounts, uh, flexible schedules, parental leave, uh, uh, paid uh, sick and uh, uh, vacation time. Why, why do employers offer these family-friendly uh, benefits? Lauren, what, what's the benefit to the company and ultimately to the bottom line? So I think as we're looking at the future of work and how that is evolving, um, we're seeing a lot of um, blended workforce and and in some areas, shortage of really good talent. And so when I talk with my clients, I really try to emphasize um, that working parents is a fabulous talent resource. Um, there, I mean, there's a lot of different untapped talents out there, and I would say working parents is, um, you know, a very large pool of people. Um, and if we can provide the um, environment where they can be successful, they are very loyal. They are uh, very hardworking. They're certainly great at multitasking. <laughs> Any parent I know has always been great at that. And so I think that there are tremendous benefits for um, employers to really cultivate um, both a talent pipeline of working parents and then also making sure that they are um, building a place where working parents want to stay and grow. Because, you know, especially... Um, uh, you know, depending on the caregiver situation, you know, that can kind of fluctuate throughout um, throughout their their time in a job. And what objections do your clients hear? Uh, perhaps they're in an existing position and they want to see more family-friendly policies. What objections do they get from other managers or, or employers in general? And what are your suggestions about overcoming them? Yeah, so that's a really great question. I think there have been a lot of different things that have come up. I would say uh, I talk a lot with uh, new new parents, um, people who have just recently had um, a child and really wanting to come back um, into the workforce and, and being a little bit concerned that they may not uh, they may not have a resume that allows them um, as good of a chance to either get their foot in the door or even, um, you know, they worry that they're going to raise concerns because they took some time off. And uh, I, having gone through um, taking time off for being with my children, I know how important that time is. And I know how, um, how much, you know, you're not just taking a break. You are very much working um, during that time. Uh, and so I really try to talk with people and coach them that 
you know, just because you've had some time off does not mean that, um, you know, you can't get back into the workforce and that you cannot be um, successful and, and have a place. So really having some you know, doing some sessions around even just building confidence around knowing your worth and your value and being able to also kind of translate some of the things that you may have been doing while you were on your leave um, into um, skill sets that are um, relevant to the career that you want to go into next. Well, that's a a great uh, uh, moment to pause. I want to take a break because when we come back, Lauren, I want to talk about looking for these family-friendly jobs. And I'm glad you brought up the example of somebody who is uh, getting back into the workforce and uh, wants to be able to talk about why they took the break and and, and is going to be especially interested in in finding a family-friendly job. So stay with us. When we come back, Lauren Bell will continue to share her advice on how to find a family-friendly job. As Lauren has emphasized, to find a family-friendly job, you need to be clear about your goals. Here's something else you need to understand. Employers want to know what you can do for them. That's why hiring managers ask behavioral interview questions. Do you know how to answer one of these questions? We have a new free guide that can help. It's called 100 Behavioral Interview Questions You Need to Know. Get your copy today. Go to maxlist.org questions. To succeed in a behavioral interview, you need to share examples of how you've solved the kinds of problems employers face today. Are you ready to do this? Our free guide can help. Go to maxlist.org slash questions. You'll get a four-part strategy for answering any behavioral interview question. Go to maxlist.org slash questions. Now, let's get back to the show. back in the Maxlist studio. I'm talking with Lauren Bell. Lauren is a career strategist with Project Line Services. It's a staffing and consulting company in Seattle, Washington. Uh, Lauren, uh, before the break, we we talked about family-friendly employers, the policies they adopt, and uh, why companies do this, and, and, and the benefits to employers. Now, let's talk about looking for these kinds of jobs. Um, let's start with, I think, a concern many listeners many listeners might have, which is it's going to be hard to find a family-friendly employer. What's your experience? So I I mentioned earlier that, you know, a family-friendly employer could mean a lot of things to different people. So I think that, you know, figuring out what that means to you is, is key. I, I think that it is important for you to really have um, a realistic and, um, you know, deep understanding of, of what that looks like. Um, once you know that, then it makes things a, a lot easier in terms of seeking out those employers. And then once you kind of have that understanding of which employer you're wanting to work with or, you know, which type of role you're looking for, um, then you can kind of tailor your um, approach or your uh, resume to to that particular Role and how do you recommend, Lauren, that people define what family friendly means to them? Is there an exercise you uh, recommend to your clients? Yeah, so I, I work a lot with um, 
consultants and and we spend a lot of time going through what does your ideal day look like? What does that, um, you know, if you can have any any kind of schedule, um, you know, what does that look like? So as I mentioned um, before, um, for one consultant, it was, um, I really want to be able to um, you know, get done with work a little bit early so that I can help coach my my son's baseball team. For others, it may mean um, they want to be able to start the day late because they need to drop off their kids at school. Um, and so, being able to kind of understand, you know, what what it what are the important things in your life, um, and and kind of starting on a day. Um, you know, because it's easy to kind of focus on a day versus, you know, what do you want your whole year to look like? Um, so just kind of starting small and, you know, what would that, what would that one day look like for you? And then figuring out, you know, what are the different things that might need to be um, accommodated to fit those needs? Um, and that's where I think the the key is, is in terms of like, you know, trying to understand what those accommodations are and then being really open, honest, and tra- transparent um, with what those those things are that you need, um, I think is, is, is the best start. And once you have those definitions, I'm thinking of three kinds of listeners who might be out there. One is the person who's scanning the, the help wanted uh, job postings. Another might be somebody who's working now and, and wants a more uh, family-friendly um, schedule. Uh, and the the third is somebody who's coming back to work after a leave. Why don't we go through all three of those? Any tips about how to research employers if you're, you're looking for those kinds of uh, uh, practices that you mentioned, say a flexible work schedule? Uh, how do you... How do you find an employer like that when you're looking at a, a a job board listing? Yeah, so I actually would suggest that everyone start by looking at a company's Glassdoor page. I think that um, you know it's it's very important to see what other people who have worked at a company have to say. Um, I you know and of course you can kind of take um, some of the more extremes out of the mix, but for the most part, um, I feel like you know, looking at those reviews um, of a company give you a lot of key insights and you can even notice some trends um, around that information. Um, the other thing that I would suggest and I um, have had uh, a lot of people uh, come back to me and say this was successful is setting up informational interviews with people who work at that company. So once you've kind of identified, you know, you see some job board postings, um, you're seeing, you know, uh, some roles that you're looking at, um, reach out to, you know, use LinkedIn, reach out to to people in your network and, um, you know, set up some informational interviews so that you can get a feel for uh, that company's culture. You can ask questions that maybe you wouldn't necessarily ask in an interview. So maybe, you know, are people here until seven o'clock at night or, you know, do, do executive leadership leaders um, encourage people to take time off? Do they take time off themselves? Um, things like that um, can be maybe, um, easier to discuss in an informational interview than if you get much further down the line. Um, and being able to um, 
to kind of have those pre-conversations help to to help you to figure out what the culture is like before you even, um, you know, get in the door. Okay. And let's talk, I know one question that is on the mind of, of a listener is likely, do I jeopardize my prospects for a position at a company if I, I raise these questions at some point during uh, the interview process or even in an informational interview? What would you say to someone like that? So I am a big believer in in being very transparent about what your needs are. And when people are interviewing, I feel like you are interviewing them as much as they are interviewing you because you don't want to mislead somebody as to your skill sets and you don't want them to mislead you. Um, so if, if you're feeling like I can't bring my true self to work, then you probably don't want to work at that place <laughs> is, is my, is my personal opinion. So I'm a really big proponent of finding the best fit. And in, in the cases where you, um, you know, of course there are some situations where we may not have the, um, the ability to, you know, not have a job or have some time um, between jobs. And in those cases, of course, you know, you know, you want to have some flexibility and make sure that you're, um, doing what you can. But when you do have the opportunity to really find that best fit, don't sell yourself short. Uh, don't, um, you know, don't try to change something about yourself. If you can find a place that, you know, will help you be your your true self and bring that authentic self to work. And that goes back to your original point about the importance of, of setting goals and knowing what you want and being specific about what your ideal date might look like. Um, let's explore this just a little more because we've talked about, uh, doing this research, looking on Glassdoor, um, having conversations with promising, uh, leads at, at companies, uh, through informational interviews. Let's take it into the interview room itself. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you recommend someone say or ask about in an interview to explore their interest in a family friendly job? So I think that you can ask a lot of questions um, without, you know, running into too many HR HR conflicts. Um, just about what is it like to work at the company? So you know, I mentioned a little bit around, you know, are are people in the office Friday afternoons? You know, that might be a question that you could ask and can be telling whether you have you're looking for a family friendly job or just a regular job if people say oh yeah there's usually a lot of people here friday afternoons you know maybe even into the evening that may not indicate a, as flexible of a work schedule as you might be looking for um asking a little bit about um you know do executives take typically take vacation time um that might be something um, to consider asking about um, the team environment. Um, again, all of these will be really uh, tied to those family-friendly things that you personally have identified. Um, so it can be really unique to you. But trying to think outside the box around what are some broad questions that, you know, if I were, maybe if I worked there and somebody was coming in, I would want them to, to ask me. What are your best tips? I want to go back to uh, the people who might be uh, 
in a, returning to work after, say, taking a leave, or they're in a position now, and both of these parties may want more family-friendly um, arrangements at the office, but perhaps there's not a culture uh, that supports that or those practices aren't in place. What suggestions do you have for uh, listeners in those situations about how they might make their jobs more family-friendly? So I I personally have uh, a lot of interest in if you really love your job and you love your company, you know, be an be an advocate for change. So if there's something that you feel like somebody could be doing better, you know, talk with the HR department, um, figure out if there's something that you could do or maybe encourage others to do. Um, I know that, uh, you know, one thing that um, is pretty common across, um, you know, mothers returning to the workforce is, uh, you know, needing to um, pump um, after they've, they've come back after having a baby. And so um, in that, in that instance, um, you know, really reaching out and making sure that there are accommodations, um, for example, to um, make sure they have a space, um, you know, letting even your manager or your team know, hey, you know, I have to take, um, I have to take these calls remotely, or I need to block off this time every day to do that. Again, kind of going back to um, the things that you need, asking for those accommodations. Now, if you're running into issues where you're asking for accommodations and people are not, um, you know, not willing to help you or um, allow for those accommodations, then I think at that point you may want to start looking for a new company altogether. But I also think that um, sometimes we have to be the the change agent um, that we want um, for our own our own lives. And there's probably a lot of benefit to others for us to take those actions. Well, it's been a terrific conversation, Lauren. Now tell us what's next for you. That's actually a really great, um, a great question. I am very passionate about uh, launching a parents employee resource group at my company, Yesler Inc. And that has been a really great challenge and exciting thing for me over the past um, almost year. And the other thing that is next is just continuing to really enjoy my role at Project Line. I love being able to use my expertise and also my connections to really help working parents find jobs that they love because I love my job and I want to help others find something that they love as well. Well, I know people uh, can learn more about your company by visiting the website, projectlineservices.com. And I know you also encourage people to connect with you on LinkedIn. So we'll be sure to include links both to your company website and your LinkedIn profile in the show notes. Lauren, given all the great advice you've shared today, what's the one thing you want a listener to remember when uh, looking for a family-friendly job? I think the best thing is to start with knowing your family because everyone is going to have a unique situation. And so the more you really know what you need, the better you will be able to communicate and the better others will be able to help accommodate those those needs. As 
you talk to employers about your interest in a family-friendly job, you also need to be ready for behavioral interview questions. When you interview for any position, in fact, employers will want you to share examples and stories of what you did for past managers. Are you ready for that conversation? If not, get your copy today of 100 Behavioral Interview Questions You Need to Know. Go to maxlist.org slash questions. Again, that's maxlist.org slash questions. On our next episode, our guest will be Kanika Tolver. She's a professional coach, author, and speaker who lives in Washington, D.C. Video interviews have become a common hiring practice for many employers, and Kanika has very practical suggestions about what you can do to stand out in an on-camera interview. I hope you'll join us. Until next time, thanks for letting us help you find your dream job. Uh-huh.